I clicked it. All right, we're recording? We are officially recording. Awesome. I'm Al. I'm Halen. And this is Emotional, Emotional Labor. Labor. Is that our intro? Seriously? That no. fucking sucked. Yeah, that was <laughs> Wait, we don't want an intro. We want an outro. Cold open intro. But we... T- we want a jingle, I think. But do we want to say our names in the beginning? Let us know, I guess. We'll do both, I guess. What do you mean, let us know? I can make this decision for myself. I don't know. Maybe the, you don't want I don't the... care what the listeners want <laughs> okay. in the introduction. <laughs> okay. Are you kidding me? Yeah, let us know what you want for content. Let the aesthetic choices be our own. Oh, all right. Yeah. Damn. Well, I can't decide. I feel less decided about all it. All right. Well, I'll I'll confer with our audio team uh-huh, and uh-huh. we'll make some executive decisions. Uh-huh, uh-huh, let uh-huh. you know. Okay. I'm taking 51% ownership oh of this God. enterprise. <laughs> okay. Me well. and the board are going to vote you out. <laughs> It's like Survivor in here. God. Yeah, it's called capitalism, baby. You ever heard of it? Never. Simply not a part of it. Um, Are you awake? You hit your head. Capitalism? (laughs) (laughs) Selling your labor? Uh, What's that? What's that? We're going to go pick fruits and nap outside. (laughs) You you want to come? come? (laughs) You all right? (laughs) Are you okay? (laughs) You passed out pretty hard. (laughs) (laughs) COVID. Yeah, COVID. COVID. So I have a. Uh, oh, you want to tell a story? Story. Tell I mean, story. if you don't want to hear this COVID story, fast forward. Because <laughs> trigger warning, COVID. Trigger warning, COVID. Someone I was speaking to today told me um, that um, one of the I think like a somebody involved in the electoral process, either I think one of the electoral judges or someone involved with vote counting, like someone in that role in like one of the districts. Found out they had COVID on October 30th. They died yesterday. Oh, I heard. Yes. And they did their job anyway, which means they went. Okay, the way you phrase that makes it sound like they died and then did their job as a ghost. No, like. (laughs) (laughs) This is the Halloween episode we could have released. (laughs) No, like they, yeah, they knew they they had COVID and they went and did that stuff. The electoral they, like, stuff. Campaign and they shit. did their thing, and then and they died, and it's like that means their viral load was so high. They were so contagious. They were so contagious. That is simply bonkers. And I, I'm glad to hear that you've heard, because they told me this because it happened in a district over from them. So I'm <gasps> like, oh my god, what? But I was like, I'm sure that's made national news. But I, I mean, it's not I headlines. Yeah, I, I, I didn't, I didn't realize it. it was that close to us. I just thought headlines. Well, it wasn't in Maryland, but oh. but the person but I was talking to close the state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. damn, that's crazy. Yeah. Wait, what is this episode about? Power. The algorithm. The oh, election. Sh- oh, my God. I totally forgot. Okay, we yeah, don't yeah, have yeah, a yeah. president. So uh, okay. let's ground so ourselves. Let's, I was going to say, let's back up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so step one. Step one. What's today's date? Um, it is November 5th. And who is the current president? Well, Donald Trump is the current <laughs> yeah, president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trick question. Trick question. <laughs> um, yeah, it's November 5th. Mm-hmm. There's no definitive winner of the election, mm-hmm. which we knew there wouldn't be mm-hmm. weeks before the election happened, mm-hmm. and which there will not be for probably weeks after election day mm-hmm. has passed. Absolutely. Um, which is one of, I feel very glad to have liberated myself mm-hmm. from the idea that there was anything important about Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be clear, I don't mean that like nothing that happens on Tuesday has any impact. What I mean is mm-hmm. people were talking about Tuesday as if it was like the deadline for a big project. Right. And like 
that after that day passed, something meaningful would have happened. Uh-huh. Professor and, says you're losing 10 points I mean, every day you, you don't turn in Nevada's votes. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, if only it was that simple, because the reality is that actually it doesn't matter how long this process takes because no, none of us, this isn't, demo- what we're mm-hmm. watching happen is not democracy. Mm-hmm. None of us are actually involved in the thing that is deciding who is going no. to be the president of the country. No. Like the fact that, uh, what is Biden's lead in terms of popular vote? It's like Three or four million already. Hardly. No, in in terms of popular vote, he is leading. Oh, I'm thinking electoral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in popular vote, he's leading. And that's what I mean. Like, the fact that those two things are so... (laughs) I'm thinking about... The fact that he Uh can have so much of the popular vote and still it be considered a close election is like, Mm -hmm. okay... And also, even if it was the fantasy thing of like, and then it's a landslide and Trump like super loses, Mm -hmm. we already knew from weeks before the election happened that regardless, Mm -hmm. this was a person who was not ever going to concede. Yes. Who's not going to concede. Well, no peaceful transfer of power, no concession. And this is the piece of that kicking and screaming. That flow chart that was so useful is like. What flow chart out? Well, um, there was this. I actually, let me look it up so I can cite it because I don't actually know what the citation is if there's one on it. But well, while Al's looking it up, um, I'm actually going to go ahead and say welcome to Emotional Labor. So today's <laughs> episode, we're going to be recapping, I guess, the election, question mark, question mark. And more importantly, talking about why the election was not really the end of the world or the apocalypse mm-hmm. or Judgment Day. Uh, because actually the thing that is radically changing is not our government, but actually a global um like social and cultural shift of what it is to have power mm-hmm. that uh, yeah wow that right now is playing out mm. in our government mm-hmm. but that's not mm. so the sooner you can divest yourself from those institutions the sooner that you will be able to wrap your head around what's happening yes because so the flowchart was helpful and I'm going to read through it a little bit too because I think it's worth sharing I don't have a citation on it but we can put it in our show notes or something I'll figure it out put it on the Instagram sure but what is the flowchart so the flowchart is basically all the options of what could happen in this election and something that people tend to take for granted is that the electoral college determines the election in December but the concession and the generally the way it goes is people, the Electoral College. Right. Yeah, they 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 follow this rule, quote unquote. But actually, there's no rule that says like electors have to vote the way it's a state not votes. legally binding. It's not legally binding. But people don't do that. Sometimes people do. And in 2016, there was the most. What are they called? Uh, faithless electors. Faithless electors. There were six. Um, but most of the time, they're protest votes. Yes, they're it's like a, like I think one of those was the right Bernie protest, right? Yeah, to be like, I know that this doesn't mean anything, but mm-hmm. I just symbolically want to cast this vote this way. Mm-hmm. Fine, sure, whatever. Fine, sure, whatever. But it just goes to show that actually there is never have been has been a guarantee that we would know the president on this day because. Technically, this has always been built into this process. Technically, this it's never been a thing that we know of, until December. Yes, and. Mm-hmm. Technically, like one of the things that has been very revealing about mm-hmm. this presidency mm-hmm. is the fact that American institutions were held together with duct tape and civility. Mm-hmm. That like it was actually just kind of manners 
that was keeping things together. And when the Republican Party said truly and wholeheartedly fuck manners, Mm -hmm. like the ways in which the strategy of fuck manners has completely it's a it's a killer strategy. Yeah. Like from a tactical standpoint, I'm like, honestly, uh, that's incredible mm-hmm. that you can just be like, fuck manners. And your opponent has no counter to that. Like there's mm-hmm. no there's nothing enshrined in the law to protect against that. Yes. Uh, and in this context, right, like these faithless electors historically have been protest votes. It's not a super mm-hmm. important thing that's happening. It's not deciding or swaying an election. Right. It's not necessarily based on party politics. Like mm-hmm. a lot of different reasons why faithless electors happen. Mm hmm. This is the first election where I think there has been such a permissive attitude of blatantly, openly subverting democracy. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean in that like spiritual sense of like democracy is this beautiful thing oh, that's right. like being mm-hmm. sullied. Mm-hmm. I mean, even in like the disgusting, dirty game of American politics yeah. and the way that American politics is supposed to be set up by all the slave owners who were the constitution. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. even that version of democracy yeah, is has been like the ways in which it's shocking to me. It's shocking. It's shocking to me. Mm-hmm. The ways in which the party of like What's it called? Mm. Originalists? Textual? Whatever. Federalists? Called. Fine. Uh-huh. Whatever. The Constitutional. When you have a fetish for like old American uh, legal documents and you're like, this is it. Well, yeah. <laughs> the idea that like any of these documents is somehow like useful at right. all, meaningful as like a way of as thinking about like how the world kind of, should be. Yes. Some kind of religious oh, text. Well, it was a documentary we watched that was like Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Happiness was like. Life actually based on some in the pursuit of land, money, money, property, 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 property. Property. life, liberty liberty, and and the the pursuit pursuit of property property. was the original line. And then I guess happiness was like a PR move. Mm -hmm. Sounded a little sexier, a little more spiritual, but also happiness equals property. So, I mean, yeah, it's still ingrained that way. So, yeah, the fact the party that has built its cultural identity around Mm -hmm. we really respect this American institution has seized minority rule over the government in a way that Mm -hmm. the Democratic Party doesn't seem to be even interested in actually overcoming. Literally. By just being like, no, Mm -hmm. we won't follow the rules. Mm -hmm. And then when we break the rules, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do? Nothing. Nothing. You're going to do nothing. So we're going to keep breaking the rules and you're going to do nothing. Nothing. And every time you try to do something, we're going to be like, you're breaking the rules. And what are you Mm going to do? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing like Trump trigger warning. Trump was talking about no, a trigger warning. Trump, that ship has long since sailed out. We've uh, been talking about politics for a solid like, 10 minutes Trump now. Twitter, I oh, guess I should yeah, say sure, like sure. Trump's words of him saying that the election was won that to that. What did he say? We hereby, we hereby claim, we hereby claim, we hereby claim these electoral votes. We hereby in the claim. name of the Father. The we Son, hereby claim, like I hereby decree by the authority of that is divinely appointed in me. Like what? And Twitter still won't ban him, right? You're gonna break the rules, and what? You're putting his tweet uh-huh. behind one click. Uh huh. Okay, so that's uh-huh. okay. Uh huh. Okay. I hate it here. I hate it here. <laughs> I really hate it here sometimes. So, but that is a good interse- uh, intersection of what we were kind of talking about of like 
Twitter, the powerful behind Twitter, the power behind the algorithm, the power behind Facebook, how it's like, you just put a, a show, don't show me this until I say, let me see it mm-hmm. thing on a mass media outlet where the president of the United States is saying something like that. Mm-hmm. You're like undermining. And with the most milk toast warning too, that's mm-hmm. like some of these statements may or may not be 100% verified to be possibly mm-hmm. false or mm-hmm. true. We can't confirm or deny. Click at your own risk. Like what? Huh? You're just undermining. Not like this is false. Uh-huh. Here's a link for the real information. But like, no, maybe consider problematizing this content a little bit. And it becomes that thing of like, okay, how do you do that? How do you make something like that an individual choice? How do you say like you can choose to decide that science is wrong? You can choose to decide that. And well, you, you can. can live in a world where science you can. is wrong. You can. You can. But I think the world that we exist in right now today is demonstrable proof that you can. You can. You can exist in this world believing whatever the fuck you want. That is... That is more true today than I think it's ever been before. <laughs> yeah, because it has been true. And they're on some level and thinking about like the first people in the world, right? Of like how people learn from each other and how that connection did not happen nearly in the same way that it did now. Like there are plenty of global interconnectedness. Yeah. People have always walked around thinking they thought something was true. And then sometimes you and learn surprise. that it's not. Yeah. Something's not true. It's called the dialectic. Yeah. But what? Like, how do you? Well, I think the thing that's different now is that we, because so much of our life is mediated through the internet, mm-hmm. which is a thing that is completely controlled by like functionally 12 people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that those people get to make decisions that are influencing our individual emotional states, our behavior, our interpersonal interactions, and on a macro scale, like governments, societies. Mm-hmm. Like one of the reasons. So I perhaps it sounds dramatic to say. Say it. The like thing of, you know, a a radical shift in what power is. Mm -hmm. Um, But the reason why this conversation came about is Mm -hmm. because I think, first of all, just in general, I've been thinking a lot about the election. Yeah. And how confusing and I don't want to say frustrating because it's not like it makes me mad. But I remember I was talking to a friend of mine about it who was like talking about the like who was like, ah, like Nevada needs to like count their votes faster so I can like. Mm-hmm. have an answer, you know what I mean? In this way where I was like, like, I didn't say anything and this person knows my politics. So mm-hmm. he was like, okay, yeah, I know that, I know you're going to say that's silly. And I was like, I'm not going to say it's silly. Mm-hmm. What I'm going to say is I wish that I had any amount of faith mm-hmm. in this process to mm-hmm. feel that mm-hmm. level of like, there's an end to this and it comes when we are done counting every vote Mm -hmm. and then the election will be over Mm -hmm. and then we'll have a new president and then democracy it's going to go right back to how it was four years ago like no we still have to what's not it's there's i'm Uh so sorry i hate i'm sorry if i'm the first person who's saying this to you i'm sorry if i'm busting your bell right Mm -hmm. now that is literally impossible Mm -hmm. that is not going to happen Mm -hmm. like again weeks before the election happened it was made very clear on mm-hmm. both sides that like, okay, election day is going to come and go. And then we're going to see you in court. 
Same you know what I mean? Like Same every single court. thing is going to be contested. Yeah. And I think it's not at all alarmist mm-hmm. that people have been asking the question. Mm-hmm. So what happens if he just won't leave? Well, right. That that is a real question. And there was the it but was, I feel like nobody really wants to answer it. Like I know. Not or seriously. I was looking at not seriously, right? Like I was looking at some vice article that went right to that option and didn't really cite or give this flowchart that we will share on our mm-hmm. page, which I was like, that is irresponsible. And you just want to talk about the chaos option because you're for, for theater clicks. For, for clicks. clicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because on some level, this that is what this is. It's theater. Like uh-huh. I'm loving the Nevada counting memes. I'm loving it. Mm-hmm. I'm loving the horse well, race of it all. You know, shared social experiences mm-hmm. are really good for engagement. Yeah. It builds on our need to feel like we're part of something. It does. And I'm going to laugh. And I also know in my heart, like yesterday was a, still a lost day. Like, not because I was disappointed at what was happening mm-hmm. or because it wasn't like I have hadn't been thinking of, mm-hmm. like you said, We've been thinking about this this whole time, but that it's just like so stressful. Yeah, this is so make it not stressful. Yes, it's stressful, and that's what I mean by like on some level, I'm like, damn, I'm jealous. I wish that I felt like it was that because that actually feels a lot more simple and hopeful Mm -hmm. than the thing that I actually feel, and that seems to be playing out, which is like the farce of American democracy has never been more blatant Mm -hmm. and solving that problem however you think about what the solution is has to start with people acknowledging that (laughs) like I feel like the 2020 has been such an interesting year because I've seen so many people who I wouldn't expect like radicalizing in this way that's like whoa oh my god like yeah that's exciting and I also am like even more shocked than ever when I, I look around and see people who are like Mm-hmm. still bought into and I don't mean like everyone should be a radical leftist or else they're wrong objectively I just mean like the f- again like this idea that I'm not saying voting's not important I'm not uh-huh. saying if you like devoted any energy towards voter turnout that was a waste of your time mm-hmm. what I mean is the emotional narrative mm-hmm. that the way that we solve the problem of fascism is through legitimate means Mm -hmm. of government and Mm -hmm. legal process. When all of those processes rely on the goodwill Uh and, and again, like politeness of your co-politicians. And that's something that's been so thoroughly eroded for so many reasons. Mm -hmm. Oh, hi, Kitty. Wow, she leaped. Yeah, that definitely came up on the mic. She's... Mm -hmm. Small cat, but she's got a heavy... Her name's Punk. Heavy step. Mm-hmm. Small cat, heavy step. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. What mischief are you doing, Punk? Literally. What are you up to there? Wow. Yeah. Emotionally. Mm-mm. 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 Oh, just the emotional attachment to this narrative of, like, the election is... The end of the world. The end of the world. The episode that we were going to record, or that we, I guess, did record last, or? No. We recorded. We were going to record. Okay. We were going to record. A lot of things happened last week. Mercury yeah. retrograde Mercury really got retrograde. us. Really got our asses. But at some point, we were going to have a conversation around the election 
mm-hmm. that was framed as like, it's not the end of the world, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, Mm-mm. because a lot of the rhetoric around the importance of election day, again, I think was based in a false hope in what, uh, a desire for it to have like a narrative ending, you know what I mean? Yeah. To be like, and then the bad guy got defeated. And then the bad guy got defeated. And then he's perp walked out of the White House. Right. Everyone has their little fan fiction. Right. When like that's ahistorical. It's Sorry. Ahistorical. Even the best case scenario, that's quite ahistorical. I'm Literally. not saying it's impossible, but it's ahistorical. Yeah. There's a lot of steps in between where we are now and that. Mm-hmm. And it's not the election. No. No. And it's the, again, it's always the shock. It's always the, I don't know. So many people being like, I'm so shocked this election is so close. That's so incredibly disappointing. Mm -hmm. Where were you the last four years? What? Mm -hmm. How is that a sentiment people are still expressing unironically? Mm -hmm. What do you mean you're disappointed? Mm -hmm. A, this was already proven to be the character of um, this nation many, many times. Mm -hmm. B, Like, it wasn't actually that close. Like, it was Mm -hmm. close in the sense that I think people's desire to see a landslide, overwhelming, you know what I mean, didn't happen. They didn't want to go through this. No. This thing that we're going through, which is that they thought we'd have a president. But this thing that we're going through, we're not going through purely because of the corrupt moral nature of this country. Mm -hmm. But more insidiously, it's, I mean, it's like in 2016, Hillary had millions more votes. Mm-hmm. Biden has millions more votes. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't necessarily mean that they are going, that they win elections, which means we don't live in a democracy. Right. We don't. We, we like don't the fact that that is, it is this nail bitingly close. I'm like, people seem to be very focused on how disappointed they are in their fellow man, uh-huh. as opposed to like, angry at the fact that this is a system that has structured itself in a way that you have to feel this absolutely unnecessary anxiety. If we lived in a democracy, for better or for worse, it actually would have looked something closer to that quote-unquote landslide victory. I mean, I know the margins aren't actually that big in terms of percentages, but millions of people is a meaningful number of people. Yeah, especially when you're doing a democracy. When you're doing a democracy. When you're having a real democratic one. When you're having a real democratic (laughs) one, yeah. Me and the lads getting democratic, Mm -hmm. voting on things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Everything's a vote. Everything's a popular vote. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even if we did live in... A better scenario of this election stuff, like logistically, it's still a pandemic. Like even if we lived sure, yeah. in a, we're having more of a normal one. Mm-hmm. The pandemic piece would always put things behind. It's just like this level of like, of course, this is going to take forever. Of course, it's going to take. Well, it's and gonna also take four. I mean, even beyond the logistics, even if there had been a quote unquote Biden landslide, do you uh-huh. think that actually would have prevented? Trump from doing all the things that he's doing right now. Do you know what I mean? Trying to call things in his favor, trying to literally already trying to sue states to do what God only Mm. knows. And then to see like when, again, looking at the electoral college uh, and the system, it's made, it's made possible by it. It's, it's simply built into it. The whole reason why our politics are structured that way is to give more power to land and slave owning mm-hmm. elites. Mm-hmm. That's the whole reason it exists. And yet it is 
extraordinarily controversial to not have it anymore Mm -hmm. because the most powerful people in our political system are specifically invested in keeping it that way Mm -hmm. because they are the land and I guess metaphorical slave or I guess literal in the case of of some of these Mm -hmm. uh, organizations slash individuals um, of contemporary America. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. And that's all your, that's all so many representatives are like your, your congressional district is representing what? I mean, I'm thinking, I'm thinking even less about like actual politicians or career mm-hmm. politicians and more about that. Those dozen people who are running the internet, you know Well, I mean? right. Exactly. So a lot of this was also preci- mm-hmm. precipitated mm-hmm. by, uh, you know, talking about the election being mm-hmm. like, boo, I don't want to talk about this anymore. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel important. What mm-hmm. feels important is this documentary I just watched about Cambridge Analytica. Yeah. And that documentary, I think, was a great uh, eye-opener. So there's two mm-hmm. documentaries about sort of social media mm-hmm. and uh, manipulation mm-hmm. of our emotional state, whatever, mm-hmm. addiction to the internet. Yeah. Um, the Social Dilemma, yeah. which I've heard everybody talking about, we watched and, some of it. Yeah. It's I, too corny. When you first mentioned it, I was like, I think it's, I think it might sound stupid, mm-hmm. but maybe I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. And then we watched it and I was like, it is stupid. Mm-hmm. Sorry if you liked it. We couldn't finish it. Mm-hmm. It was too corny. Well, also after what you watched that after the Cambridge yes. one, which is like. The Cambridge uh, Analytical uh, documentary was a. Co- covers everything. Journalism. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the social dilemma is about social media on genre. Mm-hmm. Um, the Great Hack is the documentary that I watched first, which is the one that's very specifically about Cambridge Analytica. Mm-hmm. So TLDR, if you don't know anything mm-hmm. about Cambridge Analytica, um, it's essentially, uh, I think so, someone in the, the interview for the documentary refers to it as like, a, like, I don't think he used the phrase farm to table, but essentially a farm to table mm-hmm. propaganda machine mm-hmm. um, where they just, it's like an all in one, you know, they handle everything for you. Right. So Cambridge Analytica which was co-founded by Steve Bannon. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Who I think was the one who came up with the name because it sounds really... Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> Hi, we're Cambridge Analytica and our rate is a billion dollars an hour. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, yeah, of course. Of course. Of course. Cambridge, Cambridge Analytica. Analytica. Um, Marketing. So Cambridge, literally. So Cambridge Analytica uh, pioneered mm-hmm. this strategy for essentially mining enormous amounts of data uh, from the internet, using that data to create psychological slash psychosocial profiles of individuals, and then using like hyper-targeted advertising Mm -hmm. campaigns, um, sometimes in the form of like obvious advertisements, sometimes in the form of astroturfing memes, like Mm -hmm. all kinds of different strategies that were used by uh, this essentially consulting firm, like marketing agency, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, in order to, so their strategy was essentially, uh, and this is probably a familiar song and dance to anyone who's thought for 10 seconds about how the internet functions in our society, Mm -hmm. like how to understand people's psychology, to understand what emotions are going to trigger them Mm -hmm. and then use that knowledge of their emotional triggers to shape their behavior. Mm -hmm. And that's an out, an outgrowth and an evolution of mm-hmm. something that w- has already been happening since the beginning of the internet, yeah. which was advertising right. and trying to understand someone's psychological profile so that you could influence their behavior in terms of what they spend their money on. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. of course that is a ver- very powerful thing that 
you know, in the early 2000s actually was not very sophisticated. Mm -hmm. And now in 2020 is extraordinarily sophisticated. sophisticated. You can shape somebody's reality fairly easily Mm -hmm. through an algorithm. algorithm. And these are algorithms that were in large part developed by machine learning. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Matrices following our behaviors. A computer being like, Mm -hmm. as someone telling a computer, we want people to look at our platform as many times as possible and for as long as possible. Mm -hmm, Make mm -hmm. it happen. Mm -hmm. And the computer is like, okay, cool. uh, Yeah, infinity, never stop. Literally. And the way you make that happen, we're actually, the human animal is a very predictable creature. Mm -hmm. If you want me to look at something frequently and for a long time, make it emotionally triggering Mm -hmm. and And intermittently intermittently reinforcing. Uh Mm -hmm. Intense. Give me notifications. Gamble. And also make it social. Make it social. Make it something that's about my relationship to my peers and how I see myself in relationship to well, others. Well, that's the part that is emotionally triggering. Is the well the, I don't think I, think, I don't it, think purely. No, but I feel like each app has its a special emotional trigger related to how you specifically interface with others. Sure. I think what I'm specifically talking about is like that. Like the, the difference between like an anonymous board versus like make it social in that way. Yeah, like the difference mm-hmm. between seeing something triggering as in you mm-hmm. see a news headline that you've been yeah. served specifically it's going to make you mad mm-hmm. versus something that is about social in terms of, yeah, the way that it infects interpersonal relationships, yeah, that all yeah. interpersonal relationships are intermediated by social media. Yeah. And so it becomes part of your real part of how you think about your social life mm-hmm. is in terms of social likes, follows, engagement. Where are you on my story watching list? Close friends. Are you my wife? <laughs> are you my wife? Uh-huh. Close friends, top eight. Mm-hmm. Top eight. Top eight. Any listeners out there who are not familiar with top eight? Oh my God. Do you think we have like Zoomer listeners? Oh yeah. Ah! We, I have a, a sibling who's a Zoomer. Or wait. I feel like your sibling closer. knows what top eight is. Yes, but I could see because people they're an in historian. that. Yeah, but I, I can see people in that generation not knowing. And I don't think my sibling ever had a top eight. I never had a top eight. But you were around people who had top eight drama. I knew. I was like, I was scared of, I was in middle school. I was like, MySpace is scary. I was in middle school too. I feel like top eight didn't, I don't, I feel like top eight actually didn't get. I was on role playing boards, dude. I was like not. Different. Different social medias. Reading and writing Harry Potter porn. We were not the same. Right. I was not reading and writing. You merely adopted the internet. I was reading and writing like girl interrupted fanfic, I guess, essentially. (laughs) <laughs> Do you mean in the form of catfishing people in your character persona? No, as- <laughs> I did write like a half of a book, but it was like mm-hmm. essentially like a girl interrupted fanfic. Wow. And I did catfish people. That's a whole other episode. That's a whole other episode. I catfished one person. Seriously. Oh my God, save it for the Patreon. <laughs> save it for the Patreon. That is definitely a Patreon episode. <laughs> you know what I did? I love that you said that so confidently as if we have any Patreon episodes or patrons. No, I know. But it's a, it's definitely a story that requires that level of like, if I don't know you, I was you need say, to pay to hear yeah. this. <laughs> because, uh, this is a story of value. I would say this story is a story of value. Of value. It's the- <laughs> I've certainly derived a lot of value in it over the course of our friendship. So I can say that. That's but my testimonial. Truly, I, I love that TikTok. And it is the guy from Catfish. And he's like, you have to stop getting Catfish. Like, it's 2020. People's their webcam is not broken. Their webcam is not broken. <laughs> Uh, how did we get here um the algorithm 
Ah, see the algorithm, mm-hmm. TikTok. It all TikTok. comes full circle. Mm-hmm. We're in our. I love the way people talk about TikTok too. Like, oh, I was on right wing TikTok, and I was like, how did you get there? Did you like? How do you get there? Do you know how you get there? <laughs> I do know. You have to. But that's TikTok is so fascinating in in that way. The way its algorithm works and how isolated it keeps people to the point where it is like there are streams. It sorts you into your 4chan forum before, you know, based on you. Mm-hmm. And that is just intense to me. I mean, it's an extension of what every platform does. Yeah. That's but, why it's successful. But yeah, the way it does it is, I think. And incredible. that's what I mean by social. So like mm-hmm. when I when I say social in this context, I mean that it's specifically not just that it's hijacking your like emotional response, mm-hmm. but it, that it's playing on this very, again, the human animal is by nature pro-social. We mm-hmm. have like a deep psychological need for mm-hmm. acceptance. And there's a lot of behavior that's, I'm not going to say in inherent in human behavior because there's mm-hmm. nothing that's universal about human right. behavior. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But on some level, I think it is one of very few things you can generalize about, mm-hmm. again, the human animal. Mm-hmm. That like from a, a physiological perspective, we experience distress around the idea of being abandoned, mm-hmm. rejected, mm-hmm. like, because that is in part, not in part, enormously related to our survival. Yeah. Like historically, evolutionarily, and also in our current present day, mm-hmm. physiologically, all those studies about how only people die. Fat, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you, you on some level are like any other animal that mm-hmm. is, that lives in packs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like on some level, that is what, keeps functioning mm-hmm. looks like yeah, for humans you alive. is right. mm-hmm. being in community with other people. Right. So that fear of rejection, mm-hmm. the fear of not being valued, the fear of mm-hmm. not being good enough, especially when we live in like the terrible society that we currently live in, that is playing on all of those fears for a number of other reasons mm-hmm. to then have this tool that's like, and now your relationships with your friends, you can see which one of your friends is more popular than you. Uh-huh. You can see who's better than you. As I guess what it's everyone. It's everyone. It makes you feel like it's everyone. And thinking too of like, oh, just how how it must feel to like the differences between people who grew up with the concept of celebrity and individualism and how that has even shifted with the internet, but oh, just how that drives usage, behavior. Anything. I think it makes it harder for people to like a middle schooler somatic nervous system. I think it makes it harder for people to experience vulnerability Mm -hmm. because there's access to this other coping strategy. That's not vulnerability Mm -hmm. that feels better Mm -hmm. in the short term sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And also not for nothing that like, as I was alluding to a moment ago, mm-hmm. we're conditioned in a lot of different structures, usually from a very young age, mm-hmm. to do that song and dance of mm-hmm. like self-criticism and self-judgment. Mm-hmm. That in part, it is something that we like mm-hmm. on a brain level, developmentally, mm-hmm. human beings do. And mm-hmm. that like K through 12 education mm-hmm. is designed to somatically train you to use that desire for acceptance mm-hmm. and avoidance of harm. Mm-hmm. To be a good worker. Yeah. So you sit somewhere eight hours a day and you ask to go to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You'll do arbitrary things because you were told to do them and Mm -hmm. have your performance rated. Mm -hmm. Someone who has power over you. Mm -hmm. And you'll learn that the more uncomfortable you are, 
the better you're doing. The better you're doing. As a, as a student. As a student. As, as a, a worker. worker. Yeah, as a worker. And that if things are easy and you're having fun, you're probably doing something wrong. You're probably doing something wrong. Yeah, absolutely. And then there's the church. Well, that, yeah. Oh, my God. The church. And then there's society. Society. Writ large. Fill in the blank. Well, again, when why these things like social media become so reinforcing, like how depraved life is for so many people and terrible. I think you mean deprived. Deprived. But also <laughs> how fucking depraved <laughs> it is these days. It's I didn't deprived. mean deprived, but Hey, all. I'm depraved. I'm like, I'm deprived. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. But yeah, like why some it's like what else, you know, for some people, what else? Well, yeah, I it, when you live Mm-hmm. In a society. When mm-hmm. you live in the nuclear family. Mm-hmm. 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 Like such a individualistic, alienating mm-hmm. structure. Mm-hmm. The resentment. Mm-hmm. The isolation. Mm-hmm. The stakes. Mm-hmm. It's really... Your, your life is set up in such a way that the stakes of not following the rules... Is you die. Yeah. There's no alternative. There really isn't. You have to get a job. You have to pay your own rent. Mm-hmm. You have to. You have to suffer. do these things. You, you have, have to, to suffer. Yeah. I don't know. Be in debt. Whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Power has changed. Yeah. What well, does that mean? Yeah. What it means is. This Cambridge Analytica documentary. Jesus fucking Christ. That mm-hmm. we talked about that like 10 minutes ago. We didn't finish that. Anyways, the it's human all connected. Okay, it's all connected. it's all connected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We definitely need to talk about you catfishing these teenagers when you were a middle schooler. But okay, <laughs> these things are all connected. Are it, all all connected. Circle. it all comes full yes. circle. Yes. How do you, you have to understand how people use this technology? What it does? How this, people meet? Well, yeah. yeah. I was gonna say. I guess it is related in the sense that what we're talking about is. So I've used the phrase the human animal a couple mm-hmm. of times. Mm-hmm. This is something that um, that's a whole episode in and of itself. But mm-hmm. the short version just being that this is something that I have found personally very liberating mm-hmm. and useful as a framework for thinking about myself and how I experience the world. Mm-hmm. That like part of what divesting from all these social constructs mm-hmm. um, and trying to understand a way of of recontextualizing the world mm-hmm. in the absence of that indoctrination. Uh-huh. One of the things that feels the most useful and like <clears throat> the most useful and the most present is re-understanding or trying to at least mm-hmm. that like underneath almost all of these systems of oppression, um, underneath almost every kind of toxic belief or mm-hmm, idea that has mm-hmm. been exploited mm-hmm. in my life slash like the world mm-hmm. writ large. Mm-hmm. A big part of what is happening in that, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, basically like, that like I think it's been very useful for me to understand that, yeah, underneath a lot of the most harmful 
mm-hmm. oppressive systems or like ideologies that I have been indoctrinated into or surrounded by or whatever, internalized. Right. Yada, yada. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is uh, this idea that there is a right and a wrong mm-hmm. and that I don't know what right and wrong are mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that on some level the role of adults or the role of kind of like functioning well-functioning person Mm -hmm. is the extent to which I can control um, my desires or my feelings Mm -hmm. to conform to what is right or wrong. Mm -hmm. Right. Like this idea that like on some level, Mm -hmm. you know, racialized capitalism and patriarchy. Yeah. And, you know, Mm -hmm. fill in the blank, Mm -hmm. (laughs) all of these things are built on this idea of like, if you, if you feel something and the external rule is different from what you feel, you are wrong. You are always wrong. Right. There's no situation in which you are right. Right. If you feel bad, that's a sign that you are doing something bad. And so you should just not feel bad. Or if you do feel bad, Mm -hmm. then you should fix it. Mm -hmm. You should fix how you feel. Or if you can't fix how you feel, you should hide it from people well enough that you can still quote unquote function in society. Right. And usually hiding it from people also means hiding it from yourself. Exactly. Denial, shame. So, which is understandable. Mm-hmm. Like it actually is a very reasonable response to yeah, because if those you conditions. Are feeling pain or if you're depraved you, on account of your deprived. Uh-huh. If you're <laughs> deprived is you're deprived. No, but if you feel that way, your body is telling you something. It is a message and actually you you would want to stop, but like we're talking about, society doesn't offer that. Well, here's in, the thing. In, in a meaningful way. It doesn't well, address the problem. It yeah, is the problem. Because, because <laughs> it creates the conditions. The, the hu- again, the human animal, like it's, it's yeah. actually a very uh, predictable in mm-hmm. a lot of ways for all of the like mysteries of human behavior. Mm-hmm. The parts of it that are predictable are like, we're on a physiological level. All life has evolved to keep itself alive. Yeah. Right. That's like the whole right. point of things that, our life. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So things like your emotions, mm-hmm. which are part of this body process, uh-huh. uh, I think it's easy to forget and think that it's something in your mind that's somehow separate from your body. Right. No, it's it's a it's a process that has a life. It like, has a pattern. It has a there's a physiological thing uh-huh. that's happening. And there's there's actually nothing in anything that you think or experience that's mm-hmm. not physiological. Right. It's not possible. Mm-hmm. The way that you exist is in this physiological space. Mm-hmm. It's um, we'll talk about souls a different day. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. meaningfully, like, mm-hmm. everything is your physiology. So the idea that you should, that when you feel bad, it's a sign that your feeling is a problem that needs to be fixed. Right. As opposed to, maybe I feel bad because, like, something bad is happening. Something bad is happening, yeah. And that's hard in to, it's easier said than done, right? Because how many people, or how many times has even oneself been in a situation where it's like, I feel bad, what if something bad's happening and actually something bad is not happening? And vice versa. And vice versa. That I think it just kind of screws up the compass in, in all the directions. The compass, it, exactly. Because when you lose that totally, confidence, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. When it becomes about, about serving this external yeah. set of rules and expectations, I think it becomes so much harder to, again, exactly. it's hard to be it, vulnerable enough right. to authentically right. understand right. what you want, to even acknowledge the things that are painful to you mm-hmm. or the needs that aren't being met. Because, because these, to acknowledge them in that moment means acknowledging mm-hmm. something about yourself. Mm-hmm. And the unfortunate reality is that like 
you got to do the shadow work to get to the other side of it mm-hmm. or else you are extraordinarily susceptible to this kind of manipulation. Yeah. You think about the people who, yes. the stories of people whose families are essentially torn apart by QAnon conspiracy theories. And now they're voting for Trump. And thinking about the demographics of people who are susceptible to that, it mm-hmm. is lonely people lonely. who are emotionally repressed, resentful. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't mean to make excuses for just like straight up white supremacist logic. No. And Mm -hmm. I think it's meaningful Mm -hmm. to look at from a behavioral standpoint. Yes. Yes. Like I think if you're, if I'm looking from from the perspective of like my politics, Uh obviously I have a really specific feeling about Mm -hmm. those people. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at it from the perspective of what would it take for things to be different? Mm -hmm. In trauma responsive education, one of the first things that you talk about is that all behavior is an expression of need. Uh Uh-huh. That behavior is not a problem that needs to be fixed, but it's a sign that, like, mm-hmm. like we can, mm-hmm. re- we can, if we can what identify what the need is, yeah. what's the function? Then maybe the we can find a different way for that need mm-hmm. to be met. That's not this behavior, mm-hmm. maybe, or maybe this behavior is appropriate, like uh-huh. whatever. But mm-hmm. the, to recontextualize, like, there's not problematic behavior mm-hmm. that needs, like, uh, classroom management. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You're not mm-hmm. managing the classroom. Mm-hmm. If you have a student whose head's on the desk, like, right? Are you tired? Are you uh-huh. hungry? Is this uh-huh. material triggering? Mm-hmm. Do you think it's not it's not interesting because you're 13 mm-hmm. and what you're experiencing is you're preoccupied with like an emotional thing that's happening to you right now and mm-hmm. you're not going to be here for whatever it is that I'm talking about? Yeah. I think applying that same frame, and again, don't mean to be overextending grace and empathy like, I don't think I would It's be, not about grace and empathy, I wouldn't though. be the person talking, to have this conversation no, with these... You know no. what I mean? I'm not advocating for... I think everyone should hold it's hands and kumbaya. It's about the reality of what happens to people physiologically, yes. what happens to people emotionally, because that's how you understand how to stop it in, yes. in yourself, in others, in... When you're lonely, yeah. when you're repressed, yeah. when you're ashamed, uh-huh. like, when you are carrying those things, mm-hmm. when you're very invested in... Mm-hmm those external things that you mm-hmm. have been trained to be invested in mm-hmm. and to get validation from and to be in fear of not having, mm-hmm. you are very susceptible mm-hmm. to content that is going to emotionally trigger mm-hmm. that same like cheap hit of validation. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's not something that I think is exclusive to like the QAnon side of the spectrum. No, it's online content. Anyone who is on online content. Yes. It literally is all of us. And this was what I think was so interesting Uh and so depressing also about Mm -hmm. the Cambridge Analytica documentary Mm -hmm. was really reckoning with this reality that like, I think there is so much hubris, even mm-hmm. amongst people, and I would say maybe even especially amongst people in our generation, mm-hmm. because there is this feeling of like, well, I'm internet literate. I know what's up. Yeah. I, I have a sense mm-hmm. of what's, you know, mm-hmm. going on. That we on. couldn't be fooled, possibly. And not even that it couldn't be fooled, but like, I'm sure I would know something was up. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I'm sure my version of reality is more or less okay. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. it's not possible. Right. The like, same I also billions, was socialized in this system. Right. Well, um, I was going to say, yeah, mm-hmm. that. And mm-hmm. also that the same billions of dollars were poured into campaigns to trigger me emotionally. Right. And ultimately, as long as I am vulnerable to that kind of emotional, mm-hmm. as long as I am like that strategy is successful, mm-hmm. directly proportionate to 
the level at which I'm like ignoring my own mm-hmm. feelings mm-hmm. and needs my and own, emotions. The more that I can be cognizant of it mm-hmm. and in, perhaps even in the moment be like, mm-hmm. huh, this thing emotionally triggers me. Let me like take 10 seconds before I actually engage with it because mm-hmm. I'm emotionally triggered by it. Right. Like if I am not doing that, then what is the meaningful difference between me and the QAnon person? We're both having our behavior shaped yes. by the same 12 people. Yes, exactly. And this is why power is meaningfully different mm-hmm. now. Because, for example, if Cambridge Analytica, which mm-hmm. I'm saying if, this is a thing that is true. Mm-hmm. Cambridge Analytica is interfering, manipulating mm-hmm. the national and like, uh, you know, macro level mm-hmm. politics mm-hmm. of many different nations, mm-hmm, <laughs> lots mm-hmm. of different places all mm-hmm. over the world mm-hmm. is able to use this strategy to shape people's behavior such that uh, in most of these places, mm-hmm. they're installing some kind of minority rule Yeah, that serves their special interests. Exactly. Yeah. Like then that means that even the goals of the ostensible goals of revolution Mm-hmm. can no longer be, like, the sufficient foundation of goals because that is also vulnerable to exploitation. Yeah. Like, being a radical leftist mm-hmm. in your politics or your your outlook doesn't in and of itself inoculate you from being mm-hmm. manipulated. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Radical leftists are so emotional. Yeah. It's a very emotional group of people. Yeah. Very susceptible very to having susceptible. those emotions pulled in lots of directions. That's mm-hmm. why they're constantly trying to kill each other. Yeah. I have to say they're, they're fighting on the left all the time. And so much of that infighting is like, I wonder sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. we give so much shit about like, LOL, Russian bots. Right. How many bots have you argued with? I'm not right. saying you, you, but, like... But truly, how, how many, many has one? How like, many, yeah, the and I, I don't argue online at all, uh-huh. so I can confidently say the answer is zero. Yeah. But how many Russian bots... Like, how many tweets have I seen and ha- been like, hmm, like, hmm, hmm, hmm. Sounds fishy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, like, that makes me feel whatever. Or, like, now I believe this thing a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And then kept scrolling. Didn't really think uh-huh, about it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. How much of my, I mean, how much of my, I'll never know. But on some level, I do know that it's a non-zero number of my perspective yeah. and my behavior has been shaped by this because how naive would I have to be to think that Cambridge Analytica right. manipulates everyone in the whole wide world except, except for, for me. my big brain. Except for me. I'm too Just smart. because I'm aware of it and see it and try to clock it does not mean... I'm still a human being. I'm still, I'm still emotional. We still have, all have blind spots. This I mean, I, I've been off Twitter for a year and I, I can honestly say that it... It sincerely changed, like, I feel like I am much more emotionally regulated in a way. And the way I scroll and use media is very different now. I feel like I I use Instagram a lot now because of the pandemic and because of how labor works now. We've talked about this, though, how, like, labor has shifted now that it's on social media and how that is dangerous and... You're vulnerable to the platform. You're vulnerable to it's the platform. It's not actually freedom. No. And I, I worry about Ven- Venmo, for example. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, so many people use it for their whole income. I'm tax well, season. I wonder what's going to roll out. And this is what I'm saying of, like, the the illusion of freedom of the internet. Right. That it's this, like, force for democratization and access. I don't mean yeah. to say that that's never happened in the history of the internet. And I think it is obvious mm-hmm. that it's also like the the amount of social and cultural investment that we have in the internet the ways in which our right. entire lives are built around the internet in right. deep ways right. layered ways right. 
means that we are so, again, we are Mm -hmm. all puppets being manipulated by the same 12 people. Zuckernerd is is pushing the buttons to make Mm -hmm. you go and buy the brand Mm -hmm. of I don't know, cheese that you bought at the grocery mm-hmm, store. Mm-hmm. Whatever. You get right. the idea. Capital is sh- shifting. Yes. I mean, yeah, Cambridge Analytica. So Cambridge Analytica originated as a military contractor. Mm-hmm. So they initially were um, essentially using what in the documentary at one point is referred to as weapons-grade communications tactics. Mm-hmm. Um, so this like very specific psychological, what's it called? Mm. Ah, fuck. Psyops. Oh, Psyops. Psyops, yeah. Um. That was what they were doing and specializing in. And then they started getting into elections and they started off in small countries wow. and they got bigger and bigger and then they did Brexit and then they did Trump. Yeah. As in literally were paid for, paid to by paid to do it. the Leave campaign and paid by Donald Trump. And I remember, so I didn't know anything about Cambridge Analytica in 2016. I was like mm-hmm. not plugged into that specific news story when mm-hmm. it was happening. Mm-hmm. But I do remember when Brexit happened being like, I already was nervous. Mm-hmm. about the 2016 election. But when Brexit happened, I was like, Trump's definitely going to win. Like, right. there, that there was enough of a connective tissue right. between those mm-hmm. two things, even without knowing that literally they were worked on by the same, same marketing campaign, mm-hmm. the same political consulting organization, the same 12 people. You know what I mean? Like, right. They were like, we, we've we looked into no, the they actually were the same. The reason yeah. why those two things feel the same is because they were the same. And intervening hand manipulated the most emotionally vulnerable people that they could Mm -hmm. in order to manufacture a decision that they knew would be counter to Mm -hmm. the actual will of the people, Mm -hmm. hence the need for manipulation in the first place. Mm -hmm. And they have, you can't, one can, they have made the Mm -hmm. argument that that's just what marketing is fundamentally. And sure, but I think it's- Part of what capitalism is from capitalism. Sure. It's terrible. I mean, right. And advertising is evil. Mm -hmm. So, you know- Mm -hmm. Potato, potato. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. the the thing that's materially different about the internet, mm-hmm. because these are all things that are, this is, you know, any student of history or media mm-hmm. knows that every new form of mass media or mass communications comes with all of this fear, and technology more broadly, comes with all of this fear and hand-wringing mm-hmm. about, like, this is going to cause the downfall of society and it's yeah. going to be the end of the world. Is it right. about TV? Is it about radio? Is it about newspapers at one point mm-hmm. um which is hilarious but right and i'm sure they said it about books so right the the printing press uh-huh so mm-hmm. it's the devil machine mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. the um the difference with the internet though is that it is the first one of those things that is truly reciprocal mm-hmm. that it's not just that we're having content mass sent out to us mm-hmm. but that that content is that's not the first step of the pipeline. The right. first step of the pipeline is that we are being heavily surveilled, yeah. psychologically profiled, right. and catered to in very specific ways, mm-hmm. not only to get us to look at stuff longer and look at more ads mm-hmm. and buy more stuff, mm-hmm. but also to shape how we view our, our society, <laughs> society, politics, mm-hmm. our interpersonal relationships, mm-hmm. all of those things. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a funny joke of like, oh, yeah, the people who show up in your stories are the people that you want to marry or are already married to. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like the first stories that show up. Oh, yes. That it's like, Mm -hmm. and now we're married. And now we're married. And, but that's, 
the reason why Instagram is showing you that person's story is because it knows you have a crush on them. Exactly. That, so That's, yes, yeah. it's not uh-huh. a, it's not a joke. That's true. Exactly. It, and it, so you'll open the app more often. Right. And so you'll tap more often. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. you'll look at more ads. Mm-hmm. So you'll buy more stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And everyone's in this pandemic. That's great. It's great news. Oh. Everyone's home. The line goes up. Yeah. Line Big line go up. up. Big line go up. Woo. <laughs> Woo-hoo. More clicks. More clicks. More clicks, more dollars. More clicks, more clicks. More clicks, more clicks. We need more clicks. Right. And disengaging from the internet and like, like we were talking about the, we went to a little jazz concert in our community the other night and the, I'm, I can't, I'm blanking on the name right now of the band. But they were like, if you want to know where our pop-up is, you have to be at these shows. And Mm -hmm. then we tell you here, which is like, yeah, we, yeah. Like the alternative to having your life mediated through Instagram Mm -hmm. or through the internet in general, just because of how the Mm -hmm. internet is structured, Mm -hmm. is uh, to (laughs) hyper-local. Like people that you see in your real world, which I know But COVID has also... (laughs) And that is what is so fascinating about right now is COVID has like created the possibility for this sort of grand community revelation while simultaneously placing us in a moment where it's like it's harder than ever to be it's harder than community than to build on that Mm -hmm. which is so of course i think intentional i mean obviously yeah that's why they released covid COVID. that's why they made the covid that's why they put the covid in the 5g no so that wait have we not talked about this out you didn't know that i was no but do you not (laughs) we did watch an excellent covid documentary so uh, intentional as in that, as yeah, in that was good. intentional. Line go up, you know? Line go up. Mm-hmm. Calculated. Calculated. Mm-hmm. What, where did we watch that? It was called Totally Under Control, and it's about, it's a COVID documentary. Um, I can't remember what platform we watched it on, but it was. God. Sorry, that was our other cat. Other cat. <laughs> They're really but jumping around. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Jump around. Jump around. Jump, jump around, up, Walter. jump up, and get oh, down. Yeah, jump. Oh, he's jumping. He's jump, 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 jump. 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 Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he jumps. he jumps. That was cute. He jumps. Mm-hmm. What's he looking for, though? Why are you jumping? Yeah, wait. No, he's going for your cereal. Not or soup. soup. <laughs> I don't think you want that, actually, no. Walter. Okay. Anyway, how long have we been recording? Why are you tired? No, I'm just curious. Like an hour. So yeah, I think. So the reason why I say that this is like a radically different version of power Mm -hmm. is because one of the lines in this Cambridge Analytica documentary, The Great Mm -hmm. Hack, Mm -hmm. this person said, the value of data Mm -hmm. has surpassed the value of oil. Mm -hmm. And I was like, (laughs) pause. What the fuck does that mean? Like, what Mm -hmm. in the the, uh, geopolitical epistemological sense Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. thinking about what oil represents Mm -hmm. literally and symbolically Mm -hmm. in our like Mm -hmm. like how much of the story of capitalism and the story of oil specifically as a commodity are like i guess you can't see what i'm doing if you're listening to podcasts but my arms are like making it yeah Uh uh um they're so intertwined. Literally, there will be blood. Oh, my God. Yeah, there that's will be blood. The whole, that's the whole thesis of the movie. That's it. Oil equals capitalism. Yeah. So for that to be surpassed by data, especially mm-hmm. when you think about the specific political value mm-hmm. of oil, mm-hmm. 
Like that was a resource and most resources historically that have given people power has been finite resources that they can, that are necessary for life, that they can control with violence. Right. So like if you can control the Mm -hmm. source of the oil or the Mm -hmm. source of the water or the source of the food, whatever, if you can control those things, Mm -hmm. if you can defend them with violence Mm -hmm. and you have more violence than the Mm -hmm. other guys, but now, but now it's, can you, can you control an infinite resource? And and part of that is continuing to make it infinite, which is data. Literally it's the thing that makes you powerful is how much access you have to Mm -hmm. information about everyone Mm -hmm. so that you can control everyone to make the most infinite bit and you can can, ever and you can control them in Mm -hmm. ways that have huge effects Mm -hmm. as one person like it's in this strange way even though people talk about the internet as this democratizing thing it also because of the way it operates at scale and also because of the ways that the internet has developed as an ecosystem like Mm -hmm. we do everything to the same five platforms Mm -hmm. they're all monopolies that own each other Mm -hmm. and they're all selling their shit to each other Mm -hmm. Cambridge Analytica was used famously used Facebook data and Zuckerberg lied about it right yeah it feels like a bunch of like you said these 12 people are playing what they perceive to be a board game I also want to clarify, we keep saying 12 people. It's not 12 specific people. But mm-hmm. I'm sure there are 12 mm-hmm. specific people who would yeah. fit on this list mm-hmm. of people who are, they like Mark Zuckerberg, mm-hmm. I think the number of scandals that have come out of Facebook specifically around mm-hmm. fake news, mm-hmm. like censorship, mm-hmm. the very obvious conservative bias that mm-hmm. the platform has, that's all Mark. Mm-hmm. That's his... Mark he makes the call. He makes the call. Even He's for so Facebook involved. being a massive organization, mm-hmm. it's like Facebook is one organization mm-hmm. and there's one person who overwhelmingly has decision-making power. Mm-hmm. And not even just in the sense that like, I think Mark Zuckerberg is personally directing every decision mm-hmm. that's being made at Facebook, mm-hmm. but like it's his company. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who's going to be hired, promoted, mm-hmm. valued, mm-hmm. rewarded, mm-hmm. Him. Him. Mm-hmm. And people who think like him. Yeah. And agree with him. Right. And agree with things the way that he thinks they should be done. Yeah. And the way he thinks they should be done mm-hmm. is fake news gets us clicks. Yeah. And also, I'm rich. I want Republican presidents. I want Republican presidents. Yeah. Yeah. The idea that it's somehow some sort of equalizing place that you can just have fake news and call it art (laughs) you call it art (laughs) you have your little fake news and you call it art (laughs) literally you think you're so cool with your fake news (laughs) you're so cool with your fake news the things that get the things that get flagged the things that get taken down yeah the things that don't yes it's absurd it's so transparent so transparent in this way that's like how could this platform ever be? Mm-hmm. Twitter is not a neutral no. public facility. No. It is a private company mm-hmm. that is also sells advertising. Mm-hmm. Cambridge Analytica was not a platform. They mm-hmm. affected change by buying a shit ton of advertising, mm-hmm. making sure a lot of people saw it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people saw the messages that they wanted to have spread. Mm-hmm. And it really is like we were talking about earlier, that hubris of I could never be fooled also truly lends itself to not recognizing how powerful it is to 
in general. Like, I'll put it this way. Even Mm -hmm. if you have never in your life shared an article Mm -hmm. that you didn't actually read, Mm -hmm. even if you are a liar and you've Mm -hmm. never in your life done that, Mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you, you have read an article headline, not read the article, Mm -hmm. and on some level internalized that Mm -hmm. as having some relationship to reality and truth without actually investigating further. Literally. And frankly, one of the most effective forms of propaganda, which again, they discuss at great length in The Great Hack, Mm -hmm. is propaganda that's technically true. Yes. Maybe the headline's not false, but Mm -hmm. what are the headlines you're not being shown? Mm -hmm. What's the news story that you're not seeing? Mm -hmm. Yes. Also statistics in general, how they are so manipulated and presented well, first of all, nobody ways. understands statistics. Nobody understands statistics, and that's how it's, that's how So they're a powerful tool, yeah. They rely it's on very people's useful. ignorance of what they are, so that, like you said, it's not wrong. Technically, it's not wrong. Well, so, but you don't know what that means. And talking about this particular ecosystem of uh-huh. power, right, mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, what makes you vulnerable to manipulation? Mm-hmm. If you're, if you are emotionally not aware of what's going on internally, you yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you're, um... Oh, what's, what's the word Hmm. for if you're like, like what we were just talking about. Like if you're like. eh, Emotionally not aware internally. No, that Hmm. thought flew away. Okay. Plate thought. Plate thought. Shout out to a plate thought. Plate thought is like a plate falls off a shelf and it shatters. Um, Josh Moran came up with this on my back porch one night when we were just talking shit and it's just so silly. And that's it. That's a late thought. It's shattered and it's never coming back. Never coming back. Never coming. I'm definitely not putting it back together. Mm-hmm. Not with these hands, honey. Mm-hmm. Thoughts that come back are not plate thoughts. It is the, it Those is are boomerang the, thoughts? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All the different kinds of thoughts. Yeah, so, but you don't really know that until it comes back. Like, if it came back to you, oh, then you'd be like, oh, fun I, I misjudged. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I was wrong, and I'm big enough to admit it. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. In conclusion, mm-hmm. I think if you are feeling despair mm-hmm. or just anxiety, mm-hmm. I think... Many of us. That is normal. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe one of the kindest and most useful things to do Mm -hmm. as a first step Mm -hmm. is to feel normal about it. Yeah. Like feel normal enough about it to allow yourself to feel it Mm -hmm. and uh, not experience it as a problem that needs to be solved. Yeah. But as something that's giving you information. Right. That was my experience yesterday of Mm -hmm. like. I tried to pack this day up so that I could be so distant from this thing that I thought I cared so little about. When it was like, even if I did care a little about it, why wouldn't I just, why would I be so aggressive about packing my day up that way? Being so committed to not caring. Uh-huh. And what happened? I did nothing. I ended canceled up canceling. Da, da, da. Le- lesson learned. Shadow work learned of have to rest and not and caring is not a sign of <laughs> no. Not, yeah. And also, not caring doesn't mean I mean it, it everything's so, fine. You know what I mean? Right, like, and, it, and, it, and it makes me so inflexible mm-hmm. because what if I do care? I've <gasps> now made no space for. Oh no! I've made no space for that to happen. That's so sad. That is sad. Why would you do that? Well, the world teaches you. The world teaches you. The world teaches gals to make themselves smaller. <laughs> <laughs> 
about this. <laughs> to shrink themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but lesson learned, again, what we're talking about, it, uh, I knew on some level that I was doing that, but I ignored a sign in my body because of this predisposition, of this learned thing about work and productivity. productivity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. It doesn't bother me at all. I can still work. Yeah. Yeah. So that is the lesson here. So the lesson Listen is, to your heart. when it's only for you, listen to your heart. There's literally nothing else you can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know where you're going mm-hmm. and I don't know why. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. listen to your heart mm-hmm. and don't suppress it until resentment that causes you to hurt yourself and others. Yeah. Yeah. Resentment is very venomous. And, and. leaves you vulnerable to this. Yes, leaves you so vulnerable. Kind of manipulation. It's not as simple as like, ah, uh, you just like you learn how to be media slash internet literate, mm-hmm. and then you're like, then we that's how we solve. Mm-hmm. No, an- another thing we watched was um, se- the se- seduced. Ugh. Thinking that's about a whole other episode. A whole We're other episode. episode about cults. Yes, but they, they function dabble in the same area. Yeah. So seduced mm-hmm. is the Nexium documentary or docu series. Mm-hmm. Um, I had listened to a podcast about this, mm. the cult. Al, you just seen headlines about it? No, I had no idea. Oh, you didn't know or, anything about oh it. no. I had just heard people talking about Seduce versus The Vow, I think. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't know about either of them. I didn't watch The Vow. I heard mm-hmm. suspect things about it, mm-hmm. and I heard really good things about Seduce. Mm-hmm. And Seduce was a very interesting... Seduce is fascinating. I think the podcast had a lot I'm more sad. details, mm-hmm. because it's longer, more content, mm-hmm. and more, like, interviews mm-hmm. um but some of the footage in seduced mm-hmm. seduced has a lot more footage it's very triggering very, but there's yeah. a lot more footage of um keith ranieri the the leader of this cult mm-hmm. um and i think you know so the reason why we're talking about cults oh we talked about cults and capitalism on, on a previous episode mm-hmm. right Capitalism is a cult. Um, yeah, that concept's not new to y'all. Mm-hmm. I've already said my piece about mm-hmm. that. So, capitalism is we'll, a cult. We'll definitely comma. go more into cults. Yeah, well, because watching Cause that documentary was... part of it. Seeing the, like... Mm-hmm. And I felt the same way, like, years ago. I remember watching that Scientology documentary. Just being like, mm-hmm. oh my god, these are all the exact same. This is exactly the same as our current political system. It's exactly the same as my most abusive relationship. It's exactly mm-hmm. the same as... Like, you can draw the parallels so mm-hmm. easily. It's exactly the same as K through 12 education. It's exactly the same uh-huh. as like the strategy, hazing, bullying, like yes. these strategies that are used, the frameworks that are internalized. Mm-hmm. All of these things are interconnected because they are playing on the same vulnerabilities and the same mm-hmm. fears and the same mm-hmm. anxieties and the same desires mm-hmm. that are totally normal and natural things to feel. Mm-hmm. And I think the first step of that is convincing you that it's not normal and natural to feel. Yeah. Yeah. Because then you will devote so much of your energy to correcting it yourself. Mm-hmm. That you won't be able to... You will allow a lot of things. Yeah. Because if it's your fault... And then you will always be worried, what if I can't control something that happens to me when it's like, it's that... You it's because You can't. <laughs> but when you, when you can't separate that, like, the idea is not to, like, control your emotions. The idea is to listen to what's happening to mm-hmm. you. That but, would resolve yeah. the anxiety. That would resolve the fear. Yeah. Um, in one of my, um, like, somatic witchcraft workshops, mm-hmm. I talk about this, just, like, top-down versus bottom-up. Mm-hmm. That This idea of, like, 
sorry to say, mm-hmm. you know, your brain, your mind, your like cognitive self is not some higher rationality mm-hmm. that has more insight and mm-hmm. discernment than like your physiological knowledge, wisdom, sensation, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that has been very useful about that framework for me mm-hmm. is recontextualizing emotional experiences as like, oh, this means something. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily mean the worst possible thing it could mean. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. my anxiety doesn't necessarily mean that I'm anxious because this thing actually definitely is going to happen. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times peeling back the layers of why am I feeling this thing? What's going on around it? Sometimes the answer was this thing is happening. A lot of times the answer was I'm very afraid about X mm-hmm. outcome. Mm-hmm. And somehow I've got it in my head mm-hmm. that like this thing that I'm preoccupied by is going to lead to X outcome. Mm-hmm. It's going to lead to this thing I'm really afraid of, mm-hmm. which in most anxieties is like on some level, I'm afraid I'm going to die or I'm afraid I'm going to be alone or I'm afraid I'm going to die alone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if I fail this test, yeah. then I won't get into a good school mm-hmm. and then I won't get a good job mm-hmm. and then I won't have any money. Mm-hmm. And then I'll die. Die alone. The logical conclusion. Yeah. If I don't look a certain way, Mm -hmm. if I Mm -hmm. say that I don't like something Mm -hmm. about something my partner did, Mm -hmm. then I'll be a shrew. Mm -hmm. And then they'll break up with me. Mm -hmm. And then no one will want to date me. Mm -hmm. And then I'll die alone. No, die alone. If I leave this job, Mm -hmm. if I. I don't know. Fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. That's what capitalism is, though. That's yes. It is. It's a gun to your head. It's a gun to your head, and you die alone anyway. Literally. Because you die. Sorry. In a nuclear die family. Die or die, hate. dude. You know? You die, die or die, die, dude. You either die or you die. Right. Like, you're Period. gonna fucking die. And this, the, oh, that quote, I really gotta find that, refine that quote mm-hmm. so I can post it on the Instagram, of, like, we're walking around denying things all the time for the sake of our egos and our fragile Mm -hmm. grasp on reality Mm -hmm. and the extent Mm -hmm. to which you live a good life is the extent to which you can reject denial you know what i mean the extent to which Mm -hmm. you can like it's like the extent to which you don't Uh end up Mm -hmm. in a terrible loveless marriage Mm -hmm. is the extent to which you are able to understand and acknowledge your fears Mm -hmm. and anxieties and emotions and triggers around Mm -hmm. intimacy Mm -hmm. because short of that and i say this as somebody who has done this many times and probably will continue to do it many times in my life It's like you make the thing that you're afraid of happen when you're not ready to contend with why you're afraid of it, what's behind it, Mm -hmm. to allow yourself to be afraid of it, Mm -hmm. to not experience the shame of Of being afraid of it or whatever it is, looking at it. To look at it. Mm -hmm. And when you look at it, it sounds cliche, but it's cliche because it's true that when you look at it, it immediately loses so much power. It loses power. No, that is true. It is. It's like the Babadook or whatever. It it is (laughs) the the Babadook. Yeah. But it's true. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, power is different. If power is different, that means necessarily revolution has to look different. Yeah. I think a liberation praxis in 2020 has to include some kind of somatic awareness, resilience, Mm -hmm. insight, Mm -hmm. whatever. Because as, as anyone who has ever in their life believed in anything knows, you can believe in something quote unquote, Mm -hmm. as someone Mm -hmm. else believe in the same thing. Mm -hmm. 
Mm, that doesn't necessarily mean that person is your ally, teammate, comrade. Yeah. Even in the narrow thing that you ostensibly are both oriented towards. Yeah, absolutely. And a big part of that is because mm-hmm. when people are walking around with unexamined values and unexamined mm-hmm. stuff, mm-hmm. again, it just leaves people susceptible to falling into the same traps, mm-hmm. falling prey to the same stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, there's creepy Predatory, predatory, abusive predatory. people things in every possible yep. to maintain. Yeah. So many different ecosystems yes. that they can exist in and they do yes. all the same things. And the ways that they continue to exist mm-hmm. are because those same vulnerabilities exist no matter what kind of person or kind of beliefs you hold. Literally. So unless you are the magical person who never in your life has ever read anything and not read the whole article mm-hmm. and sought out opposing viewpoints and really, you know, been mindful about your media diet. Again, you fucking liar. Mm-hmm. Unless you're that liar. Mm-hmm. You got to do this reckoning, too. Yeah. I'm talking to myself as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. You know, Self- I'm not always. I'm not uh, yeah. at all, you know excused from or done mm-hmm. with that process no learning every single day it's Different exhausting ways. honestly it's exhausting again I'm just a kid you know? who's for each day I'm yeah more. it's a great one or whatever this song or whatever caillou said caillou oh my god whoa what a guy tbt tbt we're one out is he dead I don't just don't watch Fuck, it anymore. That's I'm sad. just saying. Fucking <laughs> so no. I feel like maybe on some creepy so pasta form. Yeah. You know <gasps> what I mean? Dark. How they always do that oh, shit. Oh, we should have done a creepy pasta for Halloween. Spooky spooky. Spooky spooky. I feel like this Halloween was scary enough. It was. I'm scared personally. Right. We're in Halloween town. So we talked about power and the election and the internet. We talked about a bunch of documentaries. Mm-hmm. They're good documentaries. Yeah. We did briefly mention the Patreon. Maybe we should circle back to that. Well, are we going to make one? We made one. We did make one. I made one. Oh, it's done. Well, it's not done. Oh, I didn't know. But by the time this episode comes out, it will be. Cool. Excellent. I imagine. Okay, cool. Is that... That's great. What's a good goal to have? I mean, it is. Well, it's it perfectly reasonable. I made so I we have the Patreon. Uh-huh. We just haven't made the tiers yet. Yeah, we have to make the tiers. We have to make the tiers. Well, so this is what I thought maybe we could talk about on the show. Mm-hmm. So I have a proposal. Mm-hmm. I think it might be cool if we, at this point, just had one tier mm-hmm. and it was like a $5 a month tier. Yeah. And uh, part of what it was to be in that founder's, you know, beginner mm-hmm. pioneer tier mm-hmm. would be getting to help to decide what the tiers and rewards are. The tiers and rewards. Yeah. You know what I mean? Your part. Right. I see. Yeah. What else do you would want? Mm-hmm. 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 Mostly because I feel like at this point... We're still figuring out the show. We're still figuring out an audience. I don't really know what reward content would look like. And I would want it to be stuff that was uh, relevant to our patrons' interests. Yeah, absolutely. Because I'm like, what would it look like? Yeah. I think for the time being, like, the obvious uh, obvious things for this $5 beginning tier Mm -hmm. would be extra extra recording episodes. Yeah, Yeah. like this little story we alluded to earlier. You can hear Al's catfishing story. Uh, I'll tell my catfish. Oh my God. Yeah. I was the one who was catfished, but not in the way you expect. Yes. Ah, it's a good story. We've got catfishing. We'll We've do an episode stories. called Catfishing. Yeah. Patreon episode called Catfishing. Yeah. Um, And probably, I don't know, like mm-hmm. we might do some patron mailbags or, mm-hmm. I mean, this is again where I, we open up the floor to 
Mm-hmm. Tomb star patrons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So this was episode four, four. Mm-hmm. of Emotional Labor. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Halen. That's Al. I'm Al. That's Halen. We'll see you in two weeks. We'll see you. Mm-hmm. Most likely. Yeah. Uh, that's our schedule that we're trying to stick to. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram at emotionallabor. That's emotional labor with dots mm-hmm, in between mm-hmm. all the I syllables. Like that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so e dot, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, follow us on Instagram. You can send us questions if you'd like send to send us, us questions. questions or comments or ideas or whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Send us whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. Send us memes to hey at mm-hmm. emotionallabor.co. Three Ys. That's, yeah. Hey with three Ys. Mm-hmm. Um, the fun, flirty, tipsy hey. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and it's C O, not C O. Yeah. That's you. That's. That's it. That? That's that. Thanks for listening. Yeah. You might have noticed, hopefully, that this episode sounds better. We got some new recording equipment. Oh, yeah. Um, so hopefully that is a nice So not only thank thing. you for listening, but you're welcome. <laughs> thank you and you're welcome. Mm-hmm. Of the soothing sounds. Thank you so much and you're mm-hmm. so you're welcome. So welcome. Um, mm-hmm. Also, I think next episode we're going to try and have like a, a jingle and an outro and all that. Perhaps. Mm-hmm. Perhaps. Who knows? I don't know. Mm-hmm. We've been playing it pretty fast and loose. Yeah. We're kind of radical in that way. Mm-hmm. It's art. It's praxis. It's praxis. And that's called? Praxis. praxis. All right, bye. Okay, bye. Love cool. you, bye. <laughs> bye. Bye, love you. Love you. <laughs> love you so much. Okay, bye. <laughs>